0: Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week Pacific sides miss out at the Women's Olympic Sevens qualifier, the OFC Champions League football competition is expanding, and Cook Islands prevail at the Oceania men's under-20 preliminary. But first, more than 20 players could be dumped from the Tongan rugby squad for November's European Tour. The Ekaletahi finished winless in the June internationals, losing narrowly against Fiji and Georgia before a 30 points to 10 hammering at the hands of Samoa. New coach Totoi Kefu says a lot needs to change.
3: I was quite confident entering Saturday's game, especially considering the last two games against Fiji, Georgia, we played quite well um, and, and above my expectations. So I thought we could have got Samoa because um, they were under a little bit of pressure to perform. They hadn't quite played so well and, and there was a bit of pressure from them locally so I thought we might have been able to do something there and get a positive result but when you turn the ball over 12 times in the first half it makes it very hard.
0: Going into uh, the series you mentioned obviously I mean you'd only been recently appointed and you mentioned that I guess you had some players that were unavailable you had a a bunch of new caps some people you were perhaps unfamiliar with now that you've had three to four weeks uh, with these guys uh, what do you know now that you didn't know a month ago,
3: I think the biggest thing we have to change in terms of the the Tongan players is is just the mindset. You know, they turned up, although there was a lot of players unavailable. The players that did turn up, and, and I thank them for that. Um, you know, they were in terrible shape. So, and most of those were professional players. So I think we've just got to change their mindset in terms of of being a professional. it has gone are the days where you have an off season and you can put on, you know, maybe four or five kilos, but You know, these days, you've got to have a mindset where you're always trying to get better and improve. And our players, I think, are just content, just a bit happy where they are. So that's one of the things I was disappointed about was just the general level of fitness. In saying that, we did have a lot of players unavailable. For example, the props we used were our 10th, 11th, 12th and 13th choice. But yeah, we need to change a lot. But I think we're we're getting on the right track.
0: Obviously, you were competitive against Fiji, and you had a good lead there. And uh, obviously, the Georgian game went very close. So, despite having many areas you want to work on and can see improvement uh, where it can be made, um, you know, apart from this last one here, you were competitive.
3: Even in that Samoan game, there were probably two or three moments in the second half where. We could have actually come close and maybe pushed Samoa, but the boys were just fatigued and and, and they couldn't sustain uh, putting that pressure on Samoa and we let them off with a couple of cheap penalties in the end. But I think we're getting the process right. I think the results will come, but we've got to realise as well that at the end of the day, it's it's the results that count. So we're looking to get some good results in in November. We can't just be happy with playing well. Um, We've got to win as well.
0: In, in terms of what those two Pacific Nations Cup matches mean for World Cup qualification, obviously you're very much on the back foot there. Uh, yeah, you're going to need to win one, probably two games next year to, to have a shot at getting one of those top two spots.
3: Yeah, look, look it's pretty simple. We need to probably win both games, and, and that that will assure us of, of finishing second, I think. So we we may even finish on top with winning two, but yeah, we definitely, I think our goal is to win both
0: games. And then, of course, uh, as you mentioned, end of the year, a tour. Who, who have you guys got coming up in that tour? And um, how, how different do you think the makeup of your squad might be for that? It hasn't been confirmed our third game, but
3: we have definitely got Uruguay and a test against Italy. Uh, there's one more. Uh, I just don't know who that is yet. It hasn't been confirmed. If I look at the players that I took now, um, I'd probably say only, if, if all players were available to me, I'd say probably only four or five
0: that would still be in the team? Yes. How how much of that is a case of having so many people unavailable that you'd love to bring back, and and how much of that is perhaps not being overly happy with what you've just seen?
3: I I think a bit of both. I mean, we did, in in giving a lot of players um, a chance in this tour, they got an opportunity to perform. We probably maybe picked two or three that might have something for the future, so we might keep investing in them, but... You know, when you've got players to the ilk of, um, you know, uh, Cooper Kupavuna and, and Atieli Pakalani just waiting in the wings, and, and there's players also there to, to to try and cap as well. For example, Lopeti Timani, Colby Fai uh and maybe Frank Halai, they're class players, so they've got to be involved somewhere.
0: Obviously, Kupavuna played in the Olympic qualifying uh, seventh yep. tournament, and uh, Frank has one test for the All Blacks. So is that quite black yep. and white now, is it? Is it the stand down period of 3 years once you've done that you can change allegiance
3: they still have to qualify and i think that that window shut for for frank hallo um we tried to rush him through um uh, but he just didn't get his papers in time so we're having ongoing discussions with world rugby to see whether if there's other avenues where we can we qualify a player like frank hallo um also there's maybe anthony toitavaki um there's, uh who's Dan you know, uh Dan Hellengar, who Um there may be other avenues. Um uh, we we're just having ongoing discussions with World Rugby. There's Augustine Pichot who's who's um the vice chairman now of, of World Rugby is very vocal on this eligibility rule.
0: And he's looking so into he, it isn't he? He, he?
3: Yes, and we have someone on our side now. So um we might lean on, on him who, who, who may help us. Um but from my point of view, us, Fiji, Samoa, we're all in the same boat. There's a there's a host of players that New Zealand and Australia are warehousing. We need to get access to those players. So look it's 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 a um watch this space for now. But definitely having Cooper Vuna and Atieli Pakalani, getting them qualified was a big bonus for us and they'll definitely be involved within November tour.
0: That's the Tonga rugby coach Tatoe Kefu. Samoa and Cook Islands have missed out on the Women's Olympic Sevens Tournament after being knocked out at the final qualifier in Dublin. Cook Islands finished in ninth place. After going winless in the pool stages, the Cookies pipped Madagascar 7-0 in the Challenge Trophy quarterfinals before beating Portugal 24-14 in the semis and then Hong Kong 17-12 in the final. The Manusina advanced to the knockout rounds but were outclassed 26-0 by Kazakhstan in the quarterfinals. And then lost 28 to 5 against China in the playoff for fifth place. Samoa coach Ramsey Tomokino says it was always going to be difficult with such a short build up and only a few matches under their belts.
1: Well, like I said to the girls, you know, as, as much as a four or five week build up to get to a tournament to try and go to the Olympics and, um, or try and get on the circuit and, and all reality is probably not the ideal build up. Consistency of games is probably what's needed. We obviously missed the mark and, um, you know, we, we actually had predicted where we'd probably be at the end of pool play and then we also felt that we could have, um, you know, the game that we were really gunning for was the Kazakhstan and um, just the first half we were down 5-0 and um, probably unlucky not to have probably scored one ourselves and made a mistake after kick-off and we are back on um, pretty much camped in our line for the rest of the, um, rest of the game and Kazakhstan came with a good win and our big goal was to get to the semis, and we didn't make that but really pleased that um, I think it's the First time since uh, 2000 that a Samoan Manusina women's team actually made it to the cup quarter finals. So, in terms of uh, success and playing and better teams, and so we've improved, we're a better team from where we were in Oceania. You know, we played some really good opposition and a number of teams that are, are fairly professional or, or seasoned um, sevens teams. So we can only grow from the experience, and um, you know, really look forward to rebuilding for whatever's uh, you know coming up next, which is probably the Oceania stuff, and then um, and just just look to keep building. And that's what we really want to do is just build our women's sevens program.
0: How would you describe the uh, quality or the standard of uh, of some of these teams? Because I guess the average rugby fan would look at names like China and Kazakhstan and. Madagascar and and not know too much about them rugby wise um, what sort of standard are those teams at?
1: The standard is actually very good you know Kazakhstan's a very physical team and you know they're an older team that have been around for a little while and played a number of tournaments. Um, China are a very good team with fully professional um, athletes as well and then you've got Madagascar who actually went too bad I mean you know like they they actually tackle we had them in their pool. You know, the Cooks only, um, you know, they were 7-0, I think was the final result for Cooks versus Madagascar this morning. And yeah, the standards, I mean, obviously there were some blowout scores and, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to put one on Zimbabwe and probably could have done against Madagascar, but, you know, they're a team that tackled and, look, the teams are getting better and better and, um, you know, it just makes you reflect and wonder, you know, like they actually need to start having a look at Tier 2 competitions or, you know, Asia-Pacific, you know, competition for the the second tier nations, um, to, to get more tournament time. I mean, to come into one tournament to try and qualify is, is always going to be a big ask. Um yeah, always grateful for the opportunity, but you know there probably could be other opportunities to look to develop and grow the women's game if ultimately that's what World Rugby wants to do. So the teams are good and they're getting better. And um, we came and um, we were competitive at times and um, sometimes we played really well and other times we let ourselves down. And um, But we're pleased to have been here and had the opportunity to play.
0: What is the next thing to build towards? Obviously, the next Olympic Games was four years away. Um, is there a way to try and get on the World Series, be it one event or uh, a core team place uh, in the next 12 months, obviously not for this upcoming season, but beyond that?
1: So every year the Oceania's got some some carrot riding on it and there'll be a, probably another World Series qualifier every year. So I think every year two teams, the two bottom teams drop down and there's a World Series qualifying tournament um, that you know, obviously someone went to last year in Dublin. And um, there probably would have been another one this year, but they've used the Olympic ripper charge to pick the highest non-core team from here and then the second high, highest non-core team from the Olympic Games will fill in those two spots. So um, obviously we'll go another... 12 months without an opportunity and then at the end of the series there'll be another opportunity potentially to play to get onto the series and then I think there could be Commonwealth Games will be coming up in the not too distant future and I'm not sure if Romans are in. I know there hasn't been in there previously but I think there was talk of it being in, in the next Commonwealth Games and so The key thing is is to rebuild and, um, you know, like I said, we've got some youth, some exciting youth and, uh, you know, we debriefed after the tournament and um, and said, you know, look, we've got an exciting future. Uh, We've just got to be playing more and they've just got to heed the call and, you know, and and everyone said said their piece and, you know, there are any words if, if they're not followed on. So, you know, the girls are excited. They've had a really great time and they've had a rugby experience that they would never probably have had before and have enjoyed being part of this tournament.
0: That's the Samoa women's sevens coach, Ramsey Tomokino. The Spanish women's side defeated Russia 19-12 in the final to claim the last Olympic qualifying berth. Meanwhile, the pools for the Olympic Rugby Sevens tournaments have been made, with World Series champions Fiji to face the USA, Argentina and hosts Brazil in the men's competition, while the Fijiana women's side have been drawn in Pool A as well, alongside top seeds Australia, the United States and Colombia. A record number of teams will compete in an expanded OFC Champions League football competition next season. 16 teams will take part in the main competition, up from 12 in each of the past three years. There will be two teams each from Fiji, Solomon Islands, Tahiti, New Caledonia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea and Vanuatu. The top two teams from the preliminary tournament, between the National League champs of American Samoa, Cook Islands, Samoa and Tonga, will also qualify for the main draw. The President of Cook Island's Champions Tupapa Mararenga, John Paul Wilson, says it's a welcome boost.
2: It gives us more something to look at forward to instead of just only one from the first round to go through. At least it gives another team from the bottom four to actually go and experience what it's like.
0: Because obviously uh, in that preliminary competition it's three games isn't it? So it's pretty cutthroat Uh, it's very, you know, there's almost no room to slip up.
2: Yeah,
0: it's just full
2: on. You you have to play three games in one week which is geez, I think only in Oceania that does that. But um apart from that it just have to make sure that we just prepare well for the for this one at least. Now we know that first second will go through to the next stage.
0: Yeah and I guess that just makes it all the more competitive in your domestic yeah. leagues as well. How how are you guys going so far domestically this year?
2: Well we've just started training because um our season doesn't start till next month on the twentieth. So yeah, it's just getting the boys back into it, back training and so we're just looking forward for the first game, so we're just going to take one game at a time and see how we go.
0: you sort of fancy your chances there a bit, wouldn't you, if you can get to that point again?
2: It's actually once we get halfway through and then we'll actually know where we stand and what we have to work harder on. So at, at the start, it's always a, a guest game. So Lucky now we've we've introduced a pre-season tournament for us, so before we go into the round round cup, we actually play a uh, 2 pool um competition so we can actually eye out who will be the tough teams to look out for.
0: And you guys are the reigning national champions?
2: Yes so we had a good season last year winning winning the whole three competitions so it was,
0: it was good. As the President of Cook Islands Football Champions Tupapa Mararinga John Paul Wilson Cook Islands have qualified for the Oceania Under 20 Men's Football Championship after an unbeaten run at the OFC preliminary event in Nuku Leading victory in their final pool match against American Samoa to seal top spot, Dwayne Tiputoa bagged a second-half hat-trick en route to a 5 nil romp. Cook Islands coach Tuka Tissim says his players executed the game plan to perfection.
4: I'm very pleased with the, with the boys' performance today and we got the win. That's all we wanted and getting through the next stage. Uh, so I congratulate the boys for that and for the whole country to be proud of. What was the
0: message going into this game?
4: I just told the boys just to just to play and play their own game. Everybody back at home was, was proud of them for being being on this team. That that was pretty much the message I I was telling them to take to the game plan that I set up for them.
0: And obviously, uh, you know, you talked after the first game about the uh late arrival but you've gone through unbeaten and, and finished top and uh, achieved your aim, so uh to be the only unbeaten team and uh to, to get to your objective. Uh what what was most pleasing about the week for you and, and where do you think the team still needs to work?
4: Team's got a lot, lots to work on for the next stage. I mean, it won't, won't be easy the next stage. We're coming up against um, good opposition, really good opposition. So, there'll be lots and lots of work to be done for about two months before we get to Vanuatu. It's not over for us. So, we just got to go back to the drawing boards and hang on the field and get back on, on working with the guys.
0: Yeah, and, of course, uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago, there were two spots available for Oceania. with. New Zealand hosting last year's World Cup, so you now go to the Oceania competition where New Zealand are back there trying to qualify. Fiji obviously want to go back as well, so uh, amongst all the other countries, it's going to be pretty tough.
4: We're a small nation, so I think the boys will do their very best for the next stage, and again, hope we'll do well and at least get a result or get something from this tournament, the next tournament.
0: You're in the same group as Tahiti, Solomon Islands and New Zealand.
4: Yep, that would be, a, I think, very tough pool. Again, all soccer nation, football nation, so it will be really tough for us to get through that. But, but again, it's football, so anything could,
0: could happen. That's Tuka Tissim. Meanwhile, Samoa and the host nation Tonga played out a 3-0 draw in the final match of the tournament, which proved to be a dead rubber. And New Zealand have finished atop top the standings at the Oceania Swimming Champs in Suva, claiming 23 gold, 16 silver and 12 bronze medals. Australia was a close second with 43 medals in all, while Cook Island's swimmer Wesley Robert won two gold medals and Guam's Benji Schult, the other for the Pacific competitors. That's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.